0: Oh, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Sean McCormick, and I say that the same, <laughs> the same way every time. I'm so excited to bring to you today's guest, Dr. Jim Stray-Gunderson, who is the co-creator of Be Strong Bands. And some of you who are sort of the core center of the bullseye biohacking you know, performance and health and fitness people, um, which of there are a lot of you, I know this, uh, are going to be really fascinated with this. Dr. Jim Stray Gunderson has created the Be Strong bands, which is a blood flow restriction system. Yes, that is you heard that correctly. This these bands, which have roots in Japanese bodybuilding, what they do is when you wear them and when you do very simple very, like, frankly, pretty easy exercise with these bands on, you get this um, incredible cascades of effects. Um, You you probably know this already, but I've been really focused on increasing my lean muscle mass. I've been trying to lean out and, and put on lean muscle for the past probably year or so. Uh, and I've been using j- exclusively the X3 bar. I haven't lifted a weight. I don't swing kettlebells. I don't do sit-ups. And um, my body has has drastically changed just using the X3 bar. But I've been curious because I've been hearing about BFR, blood flow restriction, uh, as as a modality for a while. And uh, Jim Stray Gunderson is the guy. I mean, he he's he's really the expert. And his background goes back into sports performance, um, strength and conditioning. Um, He's just a massive wealth of knowledge. And we get into this pretty deeply. For those of you that don't know, when you restrict blood flow to your limbs, like at your arms and on your legs, what you do is you get this incredible response because your your body is thinking, "Oh my gosh, we, we we're not getting the blood that we need. We need to we need to turn on all of these mechanisms that will help us recover, that will help us um, uh, you know, basically perform." Um and this is how it works. So when I first heard of blood flow restriction, I had some reservations, right? Thinking about like, you know, basically tying something around, um, like a tourniquet or something, which this is not, uh, you know, you get to nervous about like, you know, um, blood clots or aneurysms or things like that. But these guys at, at B strong, um, Jim and his co-founder, Sean have created this, this really incredible product and you will be amazed how, amazingly it works. I mean, it it really, it really, it, we get into it. We go, we go into the details in this podcast. We talk about the systemic release of hormones that happens when you do blood flow restriction, because your brain thinks your arms and legs are getting tired. You know, the most common concern about this is safety. So thinking about cutting off blood supply, like a blood pressure cuff. Um, but this is not this, uh, it's, it's accommodating and stretchy. So when you're working out with these bands around your, you know, sort of at the bottom of your delts at the top of your biceps, um, you're dialing in the amount of elasticity with these bands and your body benefits, uh, you know. Uh, People don't realize that restricting blood flow is really, really beneficial if it's done correctly. So I've been using these for a couple of weeks now in conjunction with the X3 bar, but I've gone way down in the band Uh, intensity. So I'm I'm using much lighter bands. I'm doing um, 30 reps, basically three sets of 30. And there are some pretty incredible benefits um, like full body systemic response, anti-aging, increased performance, and quick recovery. Basically, you can do a full body workout with like half the time and half the effort with the bands on. Uh, So what happens is when, when the blood flow is restricted in a minimal amount your nervous system communicates the feelings to the brain that the muscle is not up to the task basically it's like oh no i can't do the work what am i going to do and what your brain does is it responds by releasing growth hormone from the pituitary gland and then anabolic hormones circulate in the body via the bloodstream targeting an anabolic uh, anabolic receptors on all the muscles that were used and then muscle tissues blood vessels and bones. Uh, use anabolic hormone to release, to facilitate, repair, and increase strength without damaging tissues. So, the application of this is amazing for the elderly or for the injured uh, and for people that want to get the most bang for their workout buck. And this, it, I'm really impressed by these. I'm really impressed by these. We talk, you know, uh, in this episode, I question some of the science, which is studied extensively. I questioned the safety. I asked him kind of hard questions about like, you know, who shouldn't do this. Um, uh, we also talk about some of the discoloration that I, that I experienced, um, on my, you know, on my skin when I did this and it's perfectly normal. It went away, but basically like you're getting super blood, um, super, super blood (laughs) uh, from this, uh, from this experience. Um, Really fascinating. You know, um, Jim is a wealth of knowledge and he's been in strength and conditioning for a very long time and he knows his stuff and he has, they have really like created the perfect uh, BFR uh, product. Uh, So i I'm really excited to share this with you. Jim and the rest of the team at B-Strong Training have given you guys a massive discount of $65 off the full body B strong training system. So if you go to the letter B strong dot training and at checkout, use the code OPP and you'll get $65 off, you know, for so many of you that have purchased the X three bar, um, this pairs really, really nicely. And even if you don't have the X three bar, uh, and you're just trying to get your fitness back after, you know, gaining the COVID 15, COVID-19, um, this can be a, a really game-changing, a life-changing piece of equipment for you. So I really strongly encourage you to go to be and check out, you know, read the research and read, read it up a little bit more about it and then get uh, $65 off using the code O P P. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Jim Stray Gunderson and we 're here with dr. Jim stray Gunderson, the co founder of B Strong Training. Dr. Jim, welcome to the optimal performance podcast thank you sean it 's great to be here I got to start by saying I love it <laughs> um, i I have been looking for effective tools to get the most out of the least in my own fitness for a long, long time, and just in three three workouts with the B-Strong bands, I have seen muscle definition and vascularity and I feel really, really strong. So I just wanted to lead by saying I really appreciate, uh, the, the invention itself.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, this is something that, uh, I came across oh, almost a decade ago now, uh, in the form of, uh, um, uh a, a Japanese product and, uh, uh, was very interested in it and ended up learning from the master himself. But at the same time, um, uh, saw that there were a lot of impediments to taking this for, for everybody. And uh, so my partner and I, Sean Whalen set about trying to make a set of BFR bands and a system that um, uh, would be easy to use, affordable safe and effective and can be used anywhere, anytime, by anyone with any kind of activity. And, um, I think we, we did a pretty good job with that. And, uh, um, you know, I, I think, I mean, I share the same kind of feelings that you had with your first several times where, um, this is, this is a life changing deal. And, uh, it's a good way for all of us to enjoy the benefits of regular exercise without a lot of the wear and tear and a lot of the time commitment.
0: Yeah, I I I'm I can't wait to dig into the science and the studies and the benefits uh, in such a short short period of time um, because there I know uh, because I've done good research and I I understand that there are a lot of benefits that even extend way beyond uh, physical strength and, uh, and so forth. So I guess, uh, I'm, I know you've done this a thousand times, but I'm going to have to ask you to sort of go way back in the way back machine to tell us about Katsu and, and explain to us sort of the origin of blood flow restriction, uh, exercise.
1: Well, um, it can be traced back actually 50 years. Um, there's a, there's a, uh, Japanese guy who was an 18-year-old bodybuilder at the time. And, uh, he ended up having to go to a funeral where he had to sit in a formal Japanese kneeling position called Saiza. And, uh, um, when you sit in that position for hours, you end up, we would say our, our legs fell asleep. Um, but, uh, when he tried to get up, um, you know, he was kind of stiff. And, uh, in some ways his legs remind, or the the way his legs felt reminded him of how they felt when he worked out really hard, um, with, with his normal weight things. And he goes, Hmm, uh, you know, this is just a little epiphany. Uh, maybe this idea of cutting off the blood, which is what he thought was going on, uh, is a way for, um, um weight train or to build muscles and that that thought kind of stuck in his head for a while and then about six years later he was skiing in the Japanese mountains and he and he fell and he um broke his ankle and he messed up his knee and in those days they put a full-length cast on his leg and um we of course know that and they knew too that when you do something like that, you have a lot of muscle atrophy, uh, at, that comes very quickly from being immobilized. And, um, he didn't like that idea so much. Um, so what he did is he took a judo belt and he wrapped it around his leg at the top of the cast and then did isometric exercises in the calves and, um, normally he would go he he went back to the doctor at 6 weeks from when the cast was put on and they normally did that to change the cast um because now the leg had atrophied so much typically that that you know it wasn't holding the fracture in 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 a, in a, in a proper alignment and uh when they took the cast off he had hardly any atrophy and he didn't have any pain in the sights and the doctors were amazed and said, well, uh, can you walk? And he just got up and walked. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, normally they would have put another cast on for another six weeks, but here they just let him go. Cause he was essentially healed. And this really planted this idea into his, into his consciousness. And, um, So then for the next, I don't know, 15 years or so, he was trying all sorts of things from, again, the judo belts and uh, um, elastic wraps and bicycle inner tubes and all sorts of things. Trying to get an idea, trying to recreate this idea of being able to build muscle without uh, using heavy weights. Hmm. And uh, um it literally took him about 20 years of trial and error, but he uh, settled on a, what amounts to a relatively narrow, about three to five centimeters in in uh, width, and with a, an elastic inflatable tube in, in the, um, on the inside, essentially in, inside the tire. And, um, he did that because when you have this inflatable section, then you can control how much pressure is in there. What they what they ran into some trouble with is like with the judo belts is they wrapped them a number of times around a leg or an arm, but they could never really get to the same degree of restriction from one time to another. You know, it was always kind of just guessing. And so the idea of having an inflatable bladder, you could reproducibly put the same pressure into the bladder each time And so you'd know uh, what things worked and what things didn't work for a given individual. And then the other part of it is that the outer surface or the outer, the tire, if you will, part uh, was also stretchable. And that was so to accommodate, you know, when you, when you make a muscle, uh, the muscle gets fatter, it gets shorter and it gets fatter. And so if the band is somewhat around a muscle, then um, you know, the, the pressure in that compartment or in that cross-section of, uh, of muscle increases unless the band can expand to accommodate this increased size. And so that was another important component of his from more or less a safety standpoint. Because what would happen with some of the non-elastic things, like take a regular blood pressure cuff, for example. Mm-hmm. If, if you put that on and you blow that up, uh, even if you don't blow it up all, let's say that someone's blood pressure is 120 over 80 and they blow the blood pressure cuff up to 110, uh, the artery is still open a little bit, but uh, it's very close. But then if you if you kind of do a muscle contraction and get the muscle fatter under those conditions, then the pressure skyrockets because there's nowhere for things to expand and the limb occludes. And this limb occlusion or this arterial occlusion is the only way to get some of the complications that can happen from blood flow restriction training. So the idea of a relatively narrow, elastic um, inflatable device ended up being uh, just the ticket to get the benefits and minimize the risks associated with this kind of stuff. Yeah. So now you know, and, and this first really came out in um, the late 1990s and early 2000s. Um, and uh, various Westerners, you know, on one hand, there was an element of kind of Japanese secrecy of this. They didn't want to let out their secret about how they were getting better. Uh, but they, they originally would go to bodybuilding competitions and they would use these bands to get pumped up prior to the competition or the show and their competition saw them doing this. Uh, but, uh, the Japanese pretended they didn't know any English and vice versa and that kind of thing. And, and cause they really didn't want to tell them about it, but the Westerners saw what they were doing and then said, Oh, well, I'm going to try to do that. And they kind of had to reinvent the wheel. And, but what they missed is that elasticity part. And so if and what they did is they tried to take things off the shelf that existed, like blood pressure cuffs, for example. And, um, the problem is that they're not elastic and they very quickly, uh, can occlude the arteries, which is a bad thing. And they also have to come pretty close to that occlusion to be able to be affected. So there was a very narrow window of pressures where they could be both safe and effective. Um, And this in turn has, um, spun off more products in, in, uh, in the West, uh, than actually the original, uh, Japanese version. Um, but, um, they're, they're kind of out there, but they're definitely not as safe or as effective as, as our stuff. Hmm. And, um, you know, as I said, I, I, I studied with them and, and learned, a lot of the important things from them and uh, then uh, at the same time as i said there were there were various aspects of those that uh, um, didn't really work in the west in 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 japan most of these things are done kind of like in a martial arts studio where there's a there's a teacher or a master who is applying his magic to his students and all that kind of stuff and uh, they have about 5,000 uh, little kiosks where they do this stuff in Japan. Mm. But it, it's, it's run by a master and uh, you pay X number of yen for a session, usually about 75 to 100 bucks for about 30 minutes. Um, and uh, off you go. Uh, but that really doesn't work here. What, what we really needed to to bring this to everybody is the idea of building something that somebody could do at home, or take to the gym, or the office, or go with them. So um, we needed to bring the price down. Uh, the Japanese units are on the order of five thousand dollars or more, and that that's not something. The original Japanese unit was like twenty thousand dollars. Whoa! And you know, that, that's, that's just not in the ballpark for anything that, uh, most of us can afford. And, uh, so, but in their, in their scenario, they would have these masters who would invest in this equipment and then get the return on the equipment by doing numbers of, uh, sessions with people. Uh, again, that, that kind of system doesn't really work well here. Um, so, uh, Uh, it really was an impediment to, uh, to expansion in the West. And, um, you know, it's actually really neat physiology. Um, and, and there's all sorts of elements, uh, from my past training and, and, um, and general sports experience and everything else that all of a sudden made a lot of sense. And, you know, we were always, on on one hand, we were hearing about no pain, no gain. Um, But we knew, for example, with with, uh, the Oregon Project, we knew that if you you go out and hurt yourself every day, you're not going to end up getting very far. You end up just kind of breaking down. And so we were always talking about train, don't strain. But that was kind of ignoring this, this no pain, no gain business. Um, and at the same time, we also understood that in a general sense, you have to disturb the homeostasis or you have to disturb the status quo to have a body adapt to something. So, so uh, for example, if you go to uh, the mountains or altitude, uh, the body senses not enough oxygen around. And certain adaptations take place trying to minimize the disruption that that's causing. Well, it's the same thing with any kind of exercise. When we exercise, um, hard, we want to disturb the homeostasis that is going on in those muscles. We want to make them uncomfortable so that they send a message to the brain saying, Hey, I'm uncomfortable. Do something about this. And, you know, in one experience, one way of thinking about it, for example, thinking about running 100 meters. Uh, You blast off and you run 100 meters. At the end of that 100 meters, and let's say that you're a world-class sprinter and it takes you 10 seconds, you don't need any oxygen at all to run that 10 seconds. But you find yourself breathing really hard and your heart rate's really high at the end of that 100 meters. And that's because you disturbed homeostasis in the working muscle, which sent a signal to the brain, which then sent a signal out to the lungs and the heart to pick up, you know, send more blood, send more blood to my muscles and send more oxygen to my muscles, even though they don't really need it. But it's that same sort of thing. So any kind of workout that disturbs homeostasis ends up, uh, resulting in adaptations that are, that are, um, essentially run by the by the body. And one of those, and this is particularly for strength training, is that that fatigue feeling or um, that um, some people would call it pain of exhaustive exercise stimulates the release of anabolic hormones, including growth hormone, coming out of the brain. And then that growth hormone goes everywhere throughout the body, And amplifies the adaptation that's going on in those particular tissues. So anytime you work out, the just the muscle contraction itself is also a stimulus for the um, body to adapt. And then when you have this reflex coming around of growth hormone being secreted uh, and then going all over the place to the liver to secrete IGF-1 and uh, increased levels of testosterone and other sorts of things. These things then further amplify the, the local effects that were going on. And uh, in this way, we, this is what blood flow restriction training does, because instead of using these heavy loads, we use a combination of light loads that don't do damage, plus limiting or impeding the amount of blood and oxygen that can get delivered to this muscle to carry on, the, the, the the work that's being asked of it. And, um, so in this way we have biohacked or we have fooled the brain into thinking that some huge, you know, damaging workout was done and that it it needs to get its, its act together and try to fix that. Hmm. And so, uh, and so that's essentially what's happening. And, uh, it's, it's really cool. It, comes from an understanding of the basic physiology and also essentially this epiphany that uh, uh, yoshiaki sato had back in 1966 uh, when he was busy at a kneeling at a funeral session incredible and um, uh, we've come a long way and uh, now i think we have a a product and a system that allows pretty much everyone to get the benefits of, of this kind of technology.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When you were, when you were experimenting with, uh, band width and, uh, pressure amounts, um, was, was that cause I'm trying to think about how other people might think about this, right? Thinking about working out with a band literally is, um, uh, restricting blood flow. Uh, I think a lot of people think like, well, why would, why do why would I want to do that? That sounds scary. Something might happen. I might, you know, have a aneurysm or some sort of clot or something like that. Your arm right? might fall off. Who knows? Yeah, right, right, right. Exactly. So like, as you were developing this technology and working with these guys who, who are sort of the, the originators of it, was that, a, was that a sort of a tricky time for you to, dis- to try to really figure out what, that, what the elements are required from the technology in order to get
1: the benefits without having it be risky? Do you know what I mean? Well, a lot of these things they had figured out themselves and were, were basically teaching me. So, um, but I, I had the same questions everybody else does. and. Um, I also, because of my background and 40 years in, in essentially exercise physiology and, and medicine, I knew um, what things might be real or not real. And so um, a lot of the things they did and the way they explained them made sense to me. And uh, then I was able to check them out myself and, and satisfy myself that they indeed were safe the way we were doing it. And it's interesting, again, I raise this because um, the other people that have tried to come up with similar products uh, really haven't had the background I've had in medicine and science and physiology and uh, uh, didn't really understand what a lot of these safety issues were. Right, right. Because obviously there is a difference
0: between wrapping something around the, uh, around a body, a limb and occluding or basically stopping the blood flow rather than reducing the blood flow. Right. And, and I think when people think and, about and, right,
1: and you have to, the issue is, okay, before we
0: jump into his answer to the question is what's the difference between cutting off blood supply and restricting blood supply and how do the B strong bands work? Here's two announcements really quickly. Don't skip through these. These are really important for uh, keeping this podcast running. Harvard University has shown that exposure to blue and green light after dark disrupts your sleep and increases the risk of, listen to this, type 2 diabetes, depression, heart disease, anxiety, and cancer. I mean, talk about a punch in the mouth. Those are things that you do not want. And if you knew that you could wear glasses at night after the sun goes down to protect your sleep from blue and green light if you could wear just a simple pair of glasses around the house at nighttime that would help you get better sleep and avoid depression, heart disease, anxiety, cancer, type 2 diabetes, I mean, for goodness sakes, you'd do it. Uh, go to blueblocks.com, B-L-U-B-L-O-X, blueblocks.com, and use the code OPP for 15% off a pair of really like sweet-looking <laughs> blue-blocking glasses. I can't tell you how many comments I get from people on social media when I wear these because they look cool. Um, you will notice that your sleep improves, your quality of sleep improves. You will also notice when you put these on after the sun goes down that you're, you feel tired, you feel ready for sleep. And it's not like, oh my God, it's two o'clock. I should go to sleep. I have to go to sleep because I have to wake up in the morning. But like, you know, you put these on after dark and by, you know, 10, 10 30, 11 o'clock, you're like, man, I, I'm ready to go tonight, night. And then you go to sleep faster. These are, these are my most favorite. Biohacking wearable equipment um, available. I mean, it, this sleep is everything, and these are essential for sleep. So go to blueblocks, B L U B L O X, blueblocks.com, and use the code OPP for 15% off. Announcement number two. As you already know, I have done two episodes with Dr. Jake Quish, the creator of the X3 bar, and it has totally changed my physique. It has made me stronger than I've ever been before. It has given me a better body than I've ever had before. And this is the only exercise that I do. I literally work out uh, about an hour a week and I work out from home and X3 bar has absolutely exploded recently because people don't want to go into the gym or they can't go to the gym. So you can go to X3 bar and pick up an X3 bar system. You know, if you, if you haven't listened to the episodes, go back and listen to the ones with John Jake that explain how this works. Um, this, these, these pair nicely with the B strong bands. And if you go use the code OPP with at x3bar.com, you'll get $50 off. This is worth every single cent that you put into it. And I cannot tell you how many people have emailed me or texted me or DM'd me and said, Oh my God, I had, I did not expect it to work this well. I'm stronger. My body is shifting. I've lost a bunch of weight. I'm leaner." Uh, I look better naked. All those, all those things that you want from literally, literally ten minutes a day of exercise of 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 this band work. So go to X3 bar dot com and use the code OPP at checkout and you'll get $50 off your X3 bar system. Uh, this is worth every single penny and it's why I don't really do any other exercise. I walk a bit, I do some gardening, I do chores now. <laughs> I do a lot of chores but um, this is the only exercise that I do and I do it late at night after the kids go to bed because it's really simple and it's tough to like wiggle out of when you know that your exercise only takes 10 minutes and then you'll see your body like put on lean muscle. And then you just want to keep doing it and doing it. Also, if you want to go to the Facebook group, uh, X three bar users group, um, incredible results, incredible before and afters. And, uh, this company is just exploding because it works. This stuff works and it's worth every cent. It will be the last piece of exercise equipment that you need to buy ever. So go to X three bar.com and use the code OPP for $50 off your X three bar.
1: Okay. Back to the show. Um, decreasing the circulation of blood and oxygen to the muscles in in a way that is not so is not so severe that the muscle essentially dies and but is enough so that you create this crisis this metabolic crisis in the muscle going on where it can continue to work but it's not getting all the stuff that it needs to continue mm. to work and that sets up this disturbance of homeostasis. Yeah. And it's, it's not a trivial thing to settle on what the right balance of these things are. You can, you can, you can almost think about having a window of opportunity where if, if, let's say you just put a, I don't know, a shirt sleeve on that technically is going around your arm, but it's not, it's not getting in the way of any circulation going in or out or anything. That's not going to have the effect. On the other hand, if you put a tourniquet on and cut off the blood supply, eventually the limb dies because it doesn't get its blood. And um, somewhere in between is just the right amount where you can continue to work. The tissues are going to be just fine. But you are sending this signal of a disturbance only to the brain starting this anabolic cascade Hmm. and um that's not well understood by um let's say the guys in the gym who are putting on whatever they feel they can get their hands on um to uh think they're doing blood flow restriction training (laughs) yeah and um and, and actually there's a lot of work uh in going that goes into the design of systems so that we we just get that right amount of uh, restriction. The three bears, the just right. There you go. Spot. Right. 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 So
0: so when are the Goldilocks you're, effect. The Goldilocks, yeah, the Goldilocks workout zone. So when you're what? Because I'm, I'm I'm fascinated by by the physiological
1: explanation of this. Is is the uh, is the actual, well, let, let me let me yeah. amplify that a little bit. Yeah. So. Um, all, all muscle contraction or exercise uses cellular energy or um, ATP, creatine phosphate. These are the molecules that are called intracellular phosphates that are really the energy store uh, or the energy source for uh, contraction or uh, a lot of other things too, but muscle contraction. and um, there's a certain level in that are that's already in the muscles themselves, and that's the, that's what's being used uh, running 100 meters. But literally in 10 to 15 seconds, those supplies are um, reduced to a level where uh, you can't really continue doing what you're doing. And uh, this is the initial first response to any kind of command to start. Exercising, but right behind that comes um, the use of uh, muscle carbohydrate, known as glycogen, mm-hmm. and that glycogen can be broken down to be used with oxygen, or can be broken down uh, to just to have anaerobic metabolism or produce ATP without the aid of oxygen. And in addition, then a little bit later, you start mobilizing fat stores and that sort of thing. But these, these fat substrates uh, require oxygen to be metabolized and to make more ADP. So um, what happens is if what we do is we limit how much oxygen the tissue has to replenish ATP, then all of a sudden we can create this fiber, this, this uh a situation where the fibers can't regenerate the ATP, and you have to use other fibers to continue the work, and you created this metabolic crisis going on in the uh, in the in the tissues. Hmm. So um, that ends up being the key. So you know it also is the key to why uh We use a format of uh, three sets of thirty reps of a given exercise, and why we only use light weights because what happens is those light weights, you recruit a small fraction of your motor units to be able to move that weight. but as and those those first fibers are the most oxygen or oxygen gets to them the easiest. And when that oxygen is limited, they drop out pretty quickly. And then you have to recruit other fibers and other fibers. And before you know it, you've recruited the whole muscle mm. and it's the whole muscles now running out of ATP and saying, Hey guys, somebody needs to help me with this. <laughs> and, uh, that's, that's what, uh, these, uh, the systemic response is about. And, um, it's, it's very, it's very interesting physiology and, uh, uh, we've just figured out a way to tap into this to get the benefits without a lot of the damage. Normally, the exercise that it takes to get into this situation where all the fibers are getting exhausted is usually pretty damaging stuff like running a marathon right. or you know, squatting 300 pounds over your head or whatever. Right. right.
0: So, so, so it's not just the benefit of the actual you know, time under tension that you're getting it's it's the it's the cascade of effect afterward too
1: yeah so so both locally in the muscle fibers itself uh, the contractions end up causing a stimulus of protein synthesis and this anabolic response coming out of the brain also amplifies this protein synthesis so you don't need to do the heavy work that it normally takes to stimulate this protein synthesis and because the damage was not done you don't have to repair anything in the first place so it's it's like you know plane. if it if it takes a nose dive in a big die then you, you know you got to pull out of that die before you punch a hole in the desert and you come back up well with this you never really start digging that hole and and because of that and because there's no damage whatever protein synthesis you're stimulating ends up uh, being to the good and making more and, and better muscle and quicker muscle. Mm-hmm. Because, again, a lot of the times, normally it takes oh, a good six weeks of sessions to really show a big progress. But those workouts, uh, the amount of damage caused by the workout and the amount of benefit or the stimulus stimulation of protein synthesis that happens, they're, they're pretty close together. So, you know, the first order of business is to repair the damage. But if you don't have to do that, you can start building new and stronger muscle right out of the right out of the gate, and so we end up saying that you can um, get this. You can get the same benefits in half the time with a fraction of the loads that that it used to, that it otherwise would take.
0: That is that is that's the big that's the big payoff. That's what we right. want.
1: And, and you know, so for example, uh, another application of that is for seniors and. By the time you get as old as I am, uh, you end up needing, you you just can't do the kind of workouts you used to do in the past. If you did, you know, you've got some bad knee or some bad shoulder or something that's, that's not going to be able to take that kind of work. And your ability to recover is reduced as we age. But here, we're using very simple, easy exercises that virtually anyone can do, even if they're stuck in bed or a wheelchair or anything Mm -hmm. else. And, or if they have, for example, a, a ankle fracture, um, any of these sorts of things, um, and they can be done and start to build and get the benefit from them so that, uh, it boils down to having a doable form of exercise to get the benefits of of regular exercise where otherwise you just couldn't, you couldn't do them or you couldn't do them for very long.
0: Yeah. Well, and based on the protocols, right, we're talking about 20 minutes.
1: Yeah. Well, right. yeah, you know, um, generally it take, you know, I I would say that's an average time per session, but uh, it's not some hard, fast rule. You know, some people get done in 15 minutes. Some people, uh, do things for 30 minutes. Um, uh, some people even after they're used to this for a while, they may work out in, for an hour, hmm, but, it. um, it, in general, it, it, it reduces the time that it takes to, uh, get a significant stimulus to adapt, um, by about half. Both yeah. In terms, both in terms of, um, uh, you know chronically the number of weeks but also in terms of the amount of time on a given session so if normally you work out for an hour a day you can get this stuff done in well under 30 minutes Hmm. and if normally it takes you six weeks to get significant significant adaptation here you can count on getting that adaptation in three weeks or two weeks so got it
0: um, can you walk us through, what what, uh, what is one of the most surprising uh, benefits that you have come across, whether through studies or through anecdotes, that, that you have seen is like, wow, I did not expect this to help that?
1: Yeah, your listeners will love this one. Um, uh, this evolved from the bodybuilding world and the weightlifting world and um, the improvements in strength and muscle size are well-documented. But this really helps all tissues involved in the exercise from bone to Mm -hmm. muscle, to blood vessels, to tendons, to nerves, to everything. And there seems to be a psychological benefit to this. And the way that that is manifested is, very often people end up saying that their libido is dramatically increased. <laughs> oh, And, all right. uh, and so um, I think that was probably uh, the most surprising thing for me with, with this kind of work.
0: Very interesting Be- it, because <laughs> let's, let's go a little deeper. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's four, there's four bands, you know, on, on each of the arms below the delts, above the biceps. And then, you know, in the very, very high thigh below the butt, right. Sort of the top, top of the thighs. So does, the does, is my, does my, does my, does, <laughs> do I have more blood, better blood, stronger blood, um, more ATP in my trunk and in my core and in my bits? I mean, am I getting more blood to my
1: goods? Well, well, um, the way to answer that is that whatever muscles are being worked, mm. whether they're uh, distal to the band or proximal to the band, like all the core muscles are, um, they're going to benefit from the systemic release of hormones that go everywhere. so any any tissues that have um, increased increase their rates of protein synthesis and that sort of thing um, in and around the timing of these workouts are going to benefit from this hormonal cascade that's that's coming around
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so um, uh, and it's also it's also another one of the paradigm shifting things we we've always kind of thought well i want my to get my bicep stronger. So I'm going to do arm curls. And mm-hmm. I'm going to exercise that bicep. But this is really exercising muscles throughout the body to create a big systemic effect that goes everywhere. So it, in many ways, it doesn't really matter what exercises you're doing. Mm. It just matters that you're exercising as many of, of your muscles as possible uh, so that they are ready to accept this uh, systemic hormone release that's coming around, and the way that you know that you're getting this hormone uh, release is is from um, the um, uh, feelings of fatigue. If you are yeah. feeling fatigue from the workout, that you're conscious of that, your brain, you some signal has gotten up into your brain saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, you know my arms tired," or whatever. And that is the same signal that the arm was sending up to the brain to say, hey, I need some help here. Right. So when that happens, you also know that you're getting this hormone release. And so getting back to something that's actually quite important, whenever we do anything to anybody, we want to make sure we're safe and we want to know that we're being effective. Uh, We don't want to be wasting our time and we don't want to be hurting anybody. And so we designed our bands so that they can't do the one thing that is that causes the potential complications, which is to cut off the arterial inflow to an extremity Mm -hmm. or to uh, make tissues ischemic, if you will, uh, not having uh, enough of this blood. And so our design takes care of that, so our bands are up to the maximum pressure on the pump. Our bands are are safe for pretty much everybody to use. And um, uh, on the other side, if we get that fatigue signal going, we know we're getting that systemic effect. So we know we're being affected. Hmm. And uh, uh, that's a that's a pretty powerful combination to to be able for just a lay person out there to be able to know that, uh, they're being safe and that they're being effective.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I love to, I'd love to talk a little bit about my, my experience. Um, you know, again, using it, using it three times, three days in a row, the, the, the fatigue feels different than it's a different type of fatigue than you would get from running stairs or doing back squat. You know, as a college scholarship athlete played soccer, you know, I do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I'm I'm no Olympian, but I know the different types of fatigue. I know when I've run a lot and my lungs are burning.
1: Yeah, go ahead. You know what a bo- you know what a bo- Bosu is? Yeah, yeah. So I want you to get on a Bosu, and I want you to juggle, juggle. Okay. With, with the ball. With, the, with bands on your legs. All right. See what happens.
0: Ah, uh, okay.
1: And then if you really want to get creative, you can stay on that BOSU and have somebody toss you a ball and you, have, you need to get it back to them with your head or your shoulder or, or your foot or knee or whatever. And in no time at all, it becomes <laughs> fatiguing. And it's we've had, you know, MLS pros, national team people who can't do very many juggles. Uh, on a bosu with the bands on. Oh, I can't wait to try that. And <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, it's really good training because you really have to focus on where exactly you know you're you're touching that ball and what you're doing with it. Mm. And as you fatigue, our skills deteriorate all right. the time. Right. And so here you're in a situation where the fatigue comes on, and you have to focus super hard on getting that right touch. Yep. And then you go off and you play without the bands on and you're that much better.
0: Yeah. That's where, that's where you get better when you, when yeah. you can focus when you're tired. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the feeling, the feeling is, it's, it's really, it's really unique. Uh, it's, it's, it's not like a weight training. I mean, it's, it's not like a heavy weight day. It's not like you just did wind sprints. It is a, it is a city It is a deep muscular fatigue that that is it feels, I don't know. I mean, it, it is it is it is unlike anything else that I've that I've done. And I was a little surprised to feel this new sort of fatigue happening in my arms and in my legs and in my ass too. I mean, like I I did right. I was just standing there doing body weight squats and I got to forty and I was like, oh my god,
1: like I like,
0: yeah. I'm out, I'm done, I've had
1: enough. And and your glutes, their blood flows theoretically just fine.
0: Uh, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't my quads. It wasn't my hammies. So it's it, yeah. it,
1: this, it's this idea that, um, you're, you're asking your muscles to do something where you're not, and you're not giving them the ammunition to be able to do it in a sustainable way. And that creates this whole metabolic crisis or, uh, a friend of mine called it a metabolic miracle, where all of a sudden you get these signals going, and then the adaptation just takes care of itself.
0: Yeah. Um, One, I, I, and I, and I have to ask because uh, there are a couple of sensations and a couple of effects that, that I've noticed that I just make me curious. Right. And one of which is, you know, when you're, when, when you're doing your exercise and I was doing band work, you know, both, uh, both, each of the three times that I've done it, I've been doing, I I don't know if you're familiar with the X three bar system from uh, Dr. Jake wish. So I've been doing that for 18 months. And and obviously the reason that I love it is that it takes 10 minutes and then you're done.
1: And I I would, I would say, I'm not sure what you're going to ask me, but I would say that putting the bands on and doing those X three workouts just amplifies the benefits you're going to get.
0: And, and I don't need to do the elite band. I don't need to do the biggest, right. strongest band. In fact, I, I probably, it, I, probably you probably shouldn't. Right. I mean, yeah. so instead I'm doing the puny little white, little, you know, little sister uh, level band and you know, my arms just start to get masculine, you know, total vascularity down my arms. Like my veins are popping and the sensation of, of doing that exercise while, while the bands are on, uh, and only getting to, I mean, I think I got through, I got through one set of 30 and then I got through another set of, of like 25. And it was like, I know now, like I reached, I I got to full fatigue. I, I I got to that point where it's like, I, I don't, I I can't do anymore. I'm finished.
1: Yeah. And you know, one of the things to say about Exercise is, uh, you know, you get to this plateau where you're doing something and it's it's really not exhausting you anymore. Well, then you're not you, you need to do something to change up the situation to per, perturb the system, right. and that's just what these bands are, are great at. Right? You can almost you never get to a plateau because if you still if you continually get that fatigue signal, then you're going to advance.
0: Yeah. So afterward, uh, well kind of during, and then afterward, you know, I'm looking at my arms. In fact, I can still kind of see it. There's this, um, there's like sort of this redness in, on the skin that, Mm -hmm. that it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. It's not painful, but I, I can notice that it's sort of red and splotchy in in a very slight way. Yeah. What, what, what is that? Is that, and, and, and how do
1: you think about it? Well, one of the things is that, um, one of the reactions the body has to um, limiting blood flow to to working muscle is that it tries to just dilate up all the blood vessels it has, mm. trying to get more blood to, to where the problem is. And in this case, uh, there's a lot of blood that's going to the skin. That's why it's turning red and everything else. Mm-hmm. But the blotchiness that you sometimes see is a result of you know, non-homogeneous or not, not uh, not the same degree of dilation of blood vessels in all the same places. So you get different kind of colors, and depending on uh, the amount of oxygen in 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 the blood at that time, that also changes the color of some spots versus others. Um, and uh, all to say that uh, that just shows you're kind of doing a good session, and it goes away. You know you know by an hour or so after you after you're done with it, for sure, yeah, a lot of it goes away right away when you do, yeah it. Um, yeah- I mean, yeah exactly i
0: mean the 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 redness because of the restriction that you see kind of go down your arm below the band, yeah, that goes away in minutes um can i got I got so many more questions and so little time here, uh well, what what, what do what do the critics say? Like what what's the what what, what is the most common uh, objection that people have with this?
1: Well, I I think the the most common um, I don't know about objection or I would say concern. Firstly, everybody's concerned about doing something that's safe or unsafe, and uh, when people first think about this. Uh, as you kind of alluded to is they think "Oh my gosh they're cutting off the blood supply to the arm or the leg and um, and they think of it like putting a blood pressure cuff on that is this rigid outer thing that doesn't give but that's where um, in our design that's expandable and or stretchable and accommodating and, and just the right amount of stretch. Like if you had a, one of the elastic wraps that really stretches a lot, then you're not going to be able to be effective. And if you don't have enough stretch, mm. then you're going to be unsafe. So the dialing in that amount of elasticity is an important thing for both safety and efficacy. And when people first hear about this, I think they're their first thought goes to, my goodness, what are they doing cutting off blood to these things? Isn't that isn't that bad? And um, it, it takes a little explanation to bring them around to understand that uh, um, people do just quite well with this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For, for those, and of course, I'll you know I'll post links and pictures and everything, um, but just for, for our Intents and purposes, um, you know, when you when you put on the bands, it's got a uh, it's got a nozzle that you inflate with like a blood pressure band, and 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 through the app, it w- based on measurements of your limbs, of your thighs and your arms, you can inflate it to a specific amount. For me, I was two twenty uh, in my arms and two ninety for my legs, and uh-huh. so you just kind of easily, just kind of up to that spot. You do your workout. And then it's done, and 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 because of what I know and because of what you've alluded to before, is like you could kind of like do the dishes <laughs> and get the benefit. You can you can like squeeze a handball, you know, a tennis ball, right. and get the benefit, which is, I I think, for for those of us who are trying to get the most from the least, who are trying to get all the hormonal benefits and all the all the synthesis and the blood flow and just like to be to be strong and healthy and live a long, long time, to be able to do that while you're doing the dishes is a pretty incredible um, offering to me.
1: We're we're knocking off a number of birds with one stone. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, that that's some of the other things. So we designed a system that you can do, you know, first thing in the morning at home, or you can take it and if you have, 15, 20 minute break at work. And you can do this at your desk. Uh, If you're taking a uh, airplane across the ocean, you can do it while you're on the airplane. Mm -hmm. Um, So we made these things comfortable and affordable and doable uh, in all these situations, essentially eliminating the reasons why we don't exercise. And uh, um, so, right. Right, yeah.
0: don't don't have the time. Yes you do. Uh uh I have to change it's clothes. Too hard. Yeah, it's too hard. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's it's expensive. No, it's not. It's not yeah. it's not expensive. Uh I got to drive somewhere. No, I don't. Oh shit, I don't. You can, you, out-
1: could, you can get a workout done in the time it takes you to drive to the health club.
0: Yeah, right. Um running out of excuses here. Uh-oh. Um, I, I, you know, as we, as we take this, uh, as we take this home, uh, just a couple more questions before I, uh, thank you so much for, for being here. You know, since I first learned about, no, BFR, Sean, you know, if you yeah. want
1: to do this again, I'm happy to, and, you know, you think about it and formulate, you know, I'm sure a lot of questions are coming up. We can even, you know, I should have thought of it earlier, but I, I get a set of be strong bands out and we can do a session together and show show people some things
0: that'd be cool well yeah. I, I i'm gonna start i'm gonna start showing people on my on my channels um and and doing doing some videos on how how i've been using it um but uh what what question uh sh- should i have asked that i didn't
1: <laughs> uh, um i'm not sure i You know, to me, the big thing is I've had a career in sports science and sports medicine um, and I've dealt with Olympians to professionals all the way to uh, very chronically ill people. And this is really a game changing way of helping everybody's health and fitness. And another concept and you you touched on it a little bit, but you know there's this concept of health span. We, we have a certain lifespan but and let's for the sake of argument say it's hundred years, but if you have to spend the last 50 years in a wheelchair not being able to do much, I don't know what good it is. So one of the things that this affords is to be able to uh, take that healthy active living span as close to what your lifespan is, is going to be, and uh, that's a that's a really powerful thing. One one of the things that this is used in Japan is um, they ha- they have a, a an aging population where all of a sudden you know they didn't have any kids for a while, so so now all these eighty and ninety year olds uh, they're getting so that they're requiring help in the home. Uh, and that just puts a huge burden on society, taking care of all these people. And, um, uh, Sato showed with a program where he went, where he had some of his masters go in and train these seniors to the point where they could then do their own chores around the house. They could go shopping for themselves, wow. dress themselves, and they no longer needed that person to come in on a daily basis just to take, just take care of uh, normal activities. And that's, that's just a huge, for one thing, it really helps the people's uh, feelings of self-worth. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're not dependent on having somebody come by to, you know, get up out of bed or whatever. Right. And, um, and it's also a big cost savings to society. Right.
0: Well, and, and, and as you think about, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about my, my grandmother, you know, like she, she's not, she's not at a physical place where she can actually like do much exercise, right. In order to be fit enough to exercise, right. Exactly. You got to start somewhere. So if she can start by doing the dishes Like just walking around in her house, you know, holding five pound dumbbells and and that's going to actually impact her, actually improve her
1: fitness. She doesn't even need the dumbbells. She can, for example, uh, if she's able to walk around the block, Mm -hmm. bands on and walk around the block. We have, we have uh, people that, that use walkers and they, they put the, they put the arm bands and the leg bands on and go for a 10, 15 minute walk and they're making huge progress with that. Hmm.
0: Hmm.
1: And so, um, any exercise works, no matter how easy it is, if you're setting up a situation where the working muscle isn't getting the blood supply it normally expects and needs. Hmm. And so, that then starts to cascade, which starts the hormonal adaptation, which maximizes the adaptation. And because there isn't damage, all of a sudden you're doing more than you were in half the time with very low loads.
0: Yeah. Well, we're on the subject of my grandmother um, who is the, uh, the has the benefit of her grandson being a biohacker. So she's getting all sorts of like air purifiers and nootropics and infrared and all this cool stuff kind of like, and she loves it and it, and it, and she notices it, Um, you know, for her,
1: Is she, is she living in her own, own house or? She's living
0: in her own house. She's, she's 88 years old. She's sharp mentally. Um, she's got some respiratory problems and she's been friggin' quarantined. You know, she's been on lockdown for months, you know, which is screwing with her, with her psyche a little bit. You know, she's lonely and frustrated, but she, but she goes for walks and stuff outside. Um, would, would it be the same process of measuring her thigh and her arm and figuring out the inflation level and just like strapping her, yeah, strapping but,
1: her on? You no. Know, I mean, what does she weigh? 120 pounds or hundred? Yeah. She, yeah. Yeah. She's probably 120 pounds. So she probably would almost certainly use a number one, a green bands on her arms uh, <laughs> and a three on her legs. Mm-hmm. And, um, she can do very simple exercises. Um, Things that she would do around the house. One one of the great exercises is getting up and out of a chair. You know, just right. standing up, sitting down, and doing that in three sets of thirty reps. Right. And that, you know, particularly for seniors, that's a great thing. And sometimes it's hard for seniors to get out of their chairs. Right. This this it's like you doing a juggling thing on a Bosu ball. This is specific training for the the needs that they have their athletic needs of the day right so or, yeah. or or for example uh um they could they could be doing uh arm curls with water bottles right. and um so there's everything all she really needs is a set of bands, and there's m- plenty of stuff around the house for her to get a good workout in is there is there anybody that this is not for um i would the way I answer that is I would say um we for people who shouldn't exercise at all. Right. And, and, and a, an example of that is someone with sickle cell disease, mm. not sickle cell trait, sickle cell trait. People are lead normal lives where they have one gene for sickle cell um, disease and one, one normal gene. But if they happen to get both, they end up having, I mean, they, they know this, they end up having great difficulties as children and, and that sort of thing. So they, and, they're told not to get into these kind of situations, but, um, but they know that. So um, the other thing to say is, is that um, there's a series of things that are kind of relative complications, relative contraindications. So for example, while, while there really isn't an issue, uh, we don't recommend somebody to start Be Strong training while they're pregnant. Hmm. Ha- have their normal baby first, and then use b-strong to get back in shape after after the birth so that you know nobody can blame us for what happens with the kid.
0: yeah right um,
1: but you know plenty of people and and they're they're not necessarily linked but plenty, plenty of people are using b-strong bands for training and do get pregnant so you know <laughs> <laughs> And so at a time when they don't even know they're pregnant, which is probably the most vulnerable time for the fetus, they're they're doing be strong training and it and it's no real problem. Got it. Um and that kind of goes to that libido question too. Yeah, it does. Anyhow. Yeah, it um, does. Um the uh other thing to say is that um there's kind of relative contraindications in that, for example, if someone has um oh, I don't know, a broken arm, um, don't put a band, you can use the, you have the other three extremities to do exercise with, and don't do anything that hurts the injured part. So another example is someone who's gotten a total hip replacement, mm. and usually they have a, an incision on, on the lateral side of their, their hip, and, some, and, and for many, that's where the band would go across uh, just hold off on that side for a good four to six weeks, but you have the other three extremities in which you can do be strong with. Um, the same thing goes for, uh, a lot of times for women who or for anybody really who has had uh, breast, uh, cancer surgery and they've removed the lymph nodes from, uh, their armpit or the axilla, uh, don't, they're told not to put a blood pressure cuff on that arm. Well, the same thing, you know, you have the other three extremities that are just fine. Thank you. And so uh, use those to get your uh, B strong thing because we're after that systemic effect and it's not necessarily which muscles that we're going to use to get that stuff. So got it. Uh, their their arm that had the lymph node dissection is also going to get improvement from from the work even though it didn't really do all those exercises or for example, they could they could do the same exercises just without the band on Got it. and um, You know, there's there's other kinds of weird, you know, for example, if someone has uh, dialysis access for um, uh, kidney dialysis you don't really want to put a band on the on the right. side where where those things are. Common sense stuff. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, you you here's another one. Don't drive a car while you're doing a B strong session. <laughs> you can be the passenger, but don't be the one driving because when that fatigue sets in, right. Sometimes you can't control the wheel.
0: Right. Right.
1: <laughs> now, so there's there's a bunch of these things that you know leave it leave it to somebody that's- sure
0: common sense common yeah. sense um w- before before i ask the final question which is a fill in the blank question and i might want to have you back too, uh, to 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 go a little bit to go a little bit deeper um of course we will link uh to the show notes all the stuff we will we will take care of it we'll do any any sort of it's it's all we've all talked about this before in before this episode began but where can people where can people follow along where can they learn more
1: uh, well, what I would say is uh, at our website, there's a lot of stuff. It's bestrongtraining.com um, Perfect. or bestrong, um, dot training, I guess is what it is. So, it's, And people often uh, mistake just the B for a B-E. So it's the letter B, the word strong, dot training.
0: Got it. Cool. Um so this is, this is a final question. It's a fill in the blank question. Um, as, as we'll close out this episode, um, your experience, your wealth of knowledge and innovation, uh, working with athletes, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm real curious about how you're going to answer this. Um, feel free to elaborate as much as you'd like. And this can be based on anything that, you know, this doesn't necessarily have to be uh, related to BFR or, or anything like that. But if you would please fill in the blank and elaborate as much as you'd like, everyone would benefit from knowing.
1: <laughs> uh, well, uh, I would say that, that what's a little special is the, the, the understanding I've developed about how the body adapts to training over the years. Mm. And, uh, um, I would say that despite being really well motivated, almost nobody trains correctly. (laughs) (laughs) And, and we could be so much more efficient if, if we really figured out what kind of stimulus produces what kind of reaction? Uh, so, you know, uh, let's think of a soccer uh, example. You know, I, I'm not sure um, half the things that coaches have you players doing in practice is, is actually something that they know is going to help you manage the game better or uh, it's just something that their coaches talk, talk them into doing. And, you know, whether it's, you know, shuttle runs or whatever else, um, you know, these things that are theoretically supposed to be fitness enhancers are, are kind of used as punishment. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's not, if, if your goal is to produce the fittest, most skilled athlete you can, um, there's a lot better ways of doing that than what, most coaches do these days. <laughs> That's cool. That's very provocative. Uh, I like that a lot. I like that a lot.
0: Dr. Now, where did you play,
1: by the way? Uh,
0: Western Western Washington University, D2 school. Uh, we were conference champions twice, uh, born and raised in Seattle.
1: What, what position did you play?
0: Well, I, I got recruited as a center mid, and then I played right back. And then a bunch of forwards got injured, and so they put me up top. And I was a back-to-goal sort of powerhouse. Dennis Rodman playing forward, just beating people up and just just destroying people, holding the ball up and then playing it off. I had way more assists than I did goals. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was my that was my claim to fame. I was I was meaner. I was meaner and and wanted it more than just about anybody else out there. Well, that, that goes a long, goes a long way. way. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> uh Jim, thank you so much uh for joining us today on the Optimal Performance Podcast.
1: All right. You're more than welcome. Happy to do it again. That was, that's fantastic.
0: Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. That was that was excellent. I uh...